0: It's happy hour again down here at the Collins Hotel in New Orleans. In fact, we're uptown in New Orleans at 3811 St. Charles Avenue. The Columns Hotel is a great place to come and have a drink, have a cocktail and spend happy hour with us. Or if you're not in New Orleans, it's a great place to come and stay. Our special guests this week on Happy Hour... Uh, Dr. Nick Paycheck, who's a psychiatrist. Dr. Paycheck, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you for having me. It's incredible that you go to medical school, spend all that time training, and then you have to waste your time sitting around here talking to dopes like us. But thanks for coming down. Thank you very much for having me. Also expecting any minute to have Drew Ramsey, who's the guy who makes Hubig's pies, but he's got held up somewhere probably in the in the bakery. It's a pie emergency somewhere. (laughs) Our special music guests this week are a band called Glasgow, who collectively are Glasgow and individually are Alexis Marceau, Sam Craft, and Jack Craft, the Craft Brothers.
1: Hello. Hello. We're we're
0: welcoming uh, Sam and Alexis back from their last appearance. We had
2: a blast here. We had a great time with
0: you guys. Tell
3: Jack about it. Yeah.
0: And you brought him back? And
2: he was jealous,
0: so he had... And here he is. Thank you very much for joining us here on Happy Hour and in our studio and on the piano is our old friend Mitch Foreman. Mitch, how are you?
4: Excellent, excellent, excellent.
0: Excellent as always. G- uh, German fusion update.
4: You know, it's still going on. It's the sprockets. longest running German sprockets. fusion record ever recorded.
0: <laughs> Dr. Nick says sprockets. What does that refer <laughs> to? This sprockets. I think, sprockets think it's from when we Saturday Night Live. Dance. dance. Well, what is that from? Saturday Night Live?
5: Yeah. Well, they, you know, Dana, uh, Dana Carvey, Carvey. <laughs> Carvey. And all, all black. What? Yeah. Are you a big cool. Saturday
0: Night Live fan, Nick?
5: Yeah, kind of, you know, but if you admit that, then everyone knows what you're doing on Saturday night. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's sort of lame. Yeah. Except if you do Well, DVR you can t it, yeah, it or TVO. something. Yeah. yeah. Back in the day, you couldn't. What do, do you that. do on Saturday nights? Uh, it, you know, I run a lot, so I'll go for a long run, and I like to eat steak and have a glass of wine somewhere in the world. You sound
6: like a party.
5: a one man party is is that
0: true you like to run by yourself and then go home and have a giant steak and a glass of wine yeah kind of introverted oh I
3: thought you run while you eat the steak
5: no that's like manly dude it's
3: like like (laughs) Napoleon Dynamite
5: (laughs) throwing steaks out to like some llama yeah exactly Uh, and you know kind of uh, just hang out with friends um but these guys probably have more fun than I do. In a well, they ought to because they're know. rock stars. The rock stars. For God's sake. Yeah, you're so not supposed to be having as much fun no, as rock stars. Not. Yeah, so we, play, we <laughs> play
3: Monopoly, but it's really loud. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, Dr. Nick, you're an r- actual real psychiatrist. I am. Not a psychologist. No. Not a counselor. No. Not a marriage guidance counselor, but an actual psychiatrist.
5: Yeah. And, and that means
0: you went to medical school and can write prescriptions.
5: Yes. It's an uh, interesting profession. Um, it's a... Uh, Interesting because you deal with uh, the human brain, which is completely dynamic, and it makes things like music and art, and has emotions, these feelings, and um, and then there's syndromes where people get sick and um, from various things going on.
0: Do you have a private practice?
5: I do. So most of the time, you're
0: not dealing with people who have got chronic problems like OCD and bipolar, or mostly. No, you've... yeah, definitely those things.
5: That's mostly what you do. Uh, there, from age 18 to to you know, ninety hundred years old, um, I deal with all kinds of things from anxiety to people with schizophrenia or bipolar disorder. So if
0: I have suppose I had schizophrenia, which I, I probably don't, do
5: I, by the way? No, you're holding it together pretty well. <laughs> oh, okay. So if I if I did, how
0: would I walk into your private practice? How do I get there?
5: Uh, oftentimes a family member uh, refer, calls me and says, Listen, my my uh, brother's hearing voices. And they and what I mean by that is, not, you know, people have a misunderstanding of hearing voices. It, it, it's as if you're hearing something audible as yeah. much as you're hearing my voice. And it's it's freaky. It's like, you know, having you're, a, a... You're really on. here, though, right? I am. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if so, I'm hearing... By the way, that's what... So someone has to tell their... You know, someone's got to tell you, basically, my brother's crazy, like Sam and Jack.
5: Someone's got to say... Much. But so people don't just walk out off the street, as it were. Uh um, yeah, because some, there's a lot of denial that goes on. If you're feeling that way and you're pretty scared, you don't want to tell anyone. Number one, and you stop going to your school classes. You start drinking heavily to quiet down the voices, and then and then you just start having these mini failures, you know. And then and then they get they call me, patient comes in to see me, and then we diagnose it and say, yeah, this is what's going on. And, this guy's a
0: schizophrenic. Yeah.
5: But I wouldn't say I would say you're exhibiting signs of psychosis. I mean, um, we try not to call people by diagnosis. You know what I mean? But um,
0: well, how did, let me just ask you a simple question. Then I mean, you 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 finished medical school and you mm-hmm. did post grad and uh, so, residency internship. Okay, mm-hmm. and then you opened a business. So how do people how do people find you?
5: Right. So after Katrina, I was doing my residency here, and that's four years long, where you 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 basically um, you're kind of Men, er, you're being mentored, uh, but you're getting paid for it. Not a ton of money, um, and by working in the community, you rotate through different hospitals and learn addiction psychiatry. You learn, uh, uh, you know, uh, dealing with uh, patients who are admitted to the hospital. Hang on, you don't have sure. to buy your own drinks here.
6: I have to it's, tip the nice girl. Oh, you can <laughs> tip her. Yeah, that's okay. Oh yeah,
0: that's Rachel. Sorry, Nick. I didn't Rachel. mean to interrupt you, yeah. but it was a drunk emergency there. I don't,
5: Basically, you don't these rock stars paying for their own booze. Indeed not. Uh, you get the bottle of whiskey. Rock stars what a, <laughs> do not buy their own booze. What,
0: no way. What are you drinking, Mojito. No other drugs.
2: P- Pim's Cup.
0: Pim's Cup on your case, Alexis. You almost finished yours here, Sam.
3: Yeah, and I'm eating cucumber.
0: Okay, cool. So, yes, yeah, so. We're talking about how people, how crazy people walk in the door.
5: Yeah, they so they find me through um, people in the community basically who know me, uh, know me have worked so it's with me. So referral, in the past. so a lot of referral. Uh, you don't have, look up the you don't look up the internet for I'm crazy and. No, you can. I have a website uh, where people um, can find me. They can Google it, and uh, and the practice name is Atlas Psychiatry. Atlas. Uh, mm-hmm. What's that? Why Atlas? Uh, Atlas is Greek god for. Um, uh, well, atlas means enduring. Atlas is the guy who's holding up the earth. Yeah, it's also the first bone in your vertebrae that holds your head. Oh. So, ah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, and I thought uh, I can shoulder people's burdens, and I, I was looking for a name that was easier than Pajic, which is my Serbian last name, which no one can spell. And, you know, yeah. telling a Louis- someone from Louisiana Pajic over the phone but is But you, you could know, ch- change
0: s- it to paycheck. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> that would have been pretty cool,
0: Dr. Paycheck, the psychiatrist.
5: Yeah, you know.
0: You could still have do it. We used to go to a Dr. Bill. <laughs> Did you really?
3: I think so.
0: Uh, <laughs> what was that for? Were you very sick?
3: No, we were just, you know,
0: conjoined. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, Nick, do you, do you have a lot of friends ask you for, you know, advice and and if they're like not necessarily if they're hearing voices but because you are yeah, a doctor it's
5: funny uh like you want to look at this mole like that to, <laughs> no totally before I was a surgery resident early on I was I never wanted to be a shrink or psychiatrist um but I switched from surgery into psychiatry. But when I was doing surgery, I'd go to parties and people would be like, "Oh, let me show you my, uh, you Our know, scars. my appendectomy <laughs> yeah. scar." But now, now people come up to me and they pull me aside. They're like, "You know what? I got this thing going on where I, I tap myself all the time, oh my like, God. And, and you know, or uh, I have these dreams, and or is it bad to masturbate or something like that? You know, well, like I uh, just you know? I mean, this is it? No. It's fine. I think it's okay. I told you guys that. (laughs) When the hair in the palm starts growing, you got to quit. Then you got to. Why did you
0: switch from surgery to psychiatry if you didn't really want to be a psychiatrist? Uh,
5: I was burnt out doing surgery, and I felt that, you know, speaking, the theme of today was happiness. I was pretty unhappy and um, the long hours. Uh, But any doctor, it's a stressful job, but I thought uh, psychiatry was cool because... um, uh, Get to meet chicks? Uh, well, no. <laughs> um,
6: I'm not going to say the comment I wanted to. Yeah. You, you can.
1: You know,
5: go ahead. I, no, you no, know, no, no, no. Simply, or, I got energy oh, by or talking or to people.
6: You did?
0: That's, you see, I would think yeah, it would be That was just, basic. Look at this.
1: Nice. Sam, so I, Sam's I just, on his a two Sam's two, on a second drink <laughs> already. Yeah. We haven't even got to the,
0: the first minute. So I would think that sitting there... Um, in your office and every, how long is a, is a consultation, an hour? An hour for a new patient
5: and either half an hour or an hour for
0: follow-up visits. That's all, half an hour only. That's good. So you don't have to waste a lot of time going to the room. I would think that would be so depressing, sitting there talking to people who are crazy uh, no, every no. half hour.
5: I, I think my job is being the, uh, it's the intersection between someone's, Oftentimes, devastation in someone's life, and then the the next phase, the better part, and and I get to be play a centerpiece and help them with that, and that and that's really, um, you know, it's cool to do. It's um, it's satisfying. At times, sometimes it's pretty. It's it can be depressing, you know. Well, that's what
0: I'm saying. I would think it'd be very depressing. Every half hour, mm-hmm. someone else is walking in your office, and they're crazy, or they've got a serious. But what problem. they don't
5: know is that I can foretell the future a little bit ah, and, ah. and say, you know, they're going to feel better. And I know, I know things that I can advise them on to help them out.
0: You believe that you can help everybody, or some people are hopeless?
5: No, some people are hopeless, for, for certain.
0: How could I tell if I was one of the hopeless ones? So I wouldn't have to waste a lot of money at
5: the shrink. uh, uh I don't. That's. Well, you have to ask, can you work and can you love? There are two questions. And wow. Do you, you know, if you can do those reasonably well. I mean, life is tough, you know. Life is... Uh, are you serious? Are you? On, is, let's
0: be serious for one second. Can yeah. we...
5: Mm-hmm. Oh, there's no point. That I mean, really, I mean but, I'm probably but, being a little but, bit too more serious for no. That's the Glasgow th- brothers and Alexis here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know, true. It interesting. But if you are they the two questions that you have to answer in life to be to be happy? Because that's what we're talking about today is the pursuit of happiness. Mm-hmm. Can you work and can you love? Yeah, those are two questions I think Freud uh, posited or posed.
0: Isn't uh, not isn't Freud out now? Or is he back in again? Uh, it depends ha- how much you want to have sex with your own mother. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys have the same mother, so. <laughs> ah,
6: which makes you, it much more
0: disturbing. That would be, I uh, know. Threesome. You, I mean, you don't really discuss. Have, has anyone ever talked talk to you about wanting to have sex with their mother, Nick?
1: Mm,
5: not. Uh, They've dreamt about it. And oh, told me about no. that. No. Um, That's the not, same as saying my friend. Not so much, but there can. <laughs> there, there can you know, the, the term, there's a curse word. That insinuates having sex with your mom. You guys can probably all think about it. You can say it.
0: it. It's not, we're not on the radio. No, it's can, on the internet. I can, so can, say
5: I can, can actually say mother uh, leap. M- motherfucker. Motherfucker? Yes. Yes. It's that. yes. cathartic. And the Dr. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. Tell him what he's wrong. <laughs> sometimes you gotta, uh, you know, I call that dropping the F bomb in, in the office. Uh, sometimes there'll be somebody who's really like, uh, they're putting you up on a pedestal and they're, and they're checking themselves and they're very guarded and they don't want to tell me how bad they're feeling and I'll mention I'll, I'll use a curse word or two to kind of loosen them up and really? it works like well like
3: King King's speech
5: is that what happens? yes well uh, that's different I think I think that's it's uh, it, I think that's declarative memory that's mm-hmm. it's um, uh, but yeah
0: what, what, the, what curse word loo- <laughs> what you curse can throw w- jargon out <laughs>
3: half note <laughs> <There you go.
1: laughs> what's the rest what's the best curse
0: word for loosening people up oh fuck fuck is the best Yeah, I mean,
3: so you it's go
1: cathartic.
0: to the psychiatrist and, and you're sitting there and you're saying oh I feel terrible and my life's a mess and my wife hates me and I got fired from my job and what is the other one loving and working I can't Yeah. so that's both of those both the poles and you go oh fuck that it's and then you, I feel a lot
1: better uh,
5: yeah but I mean you're fucked you can say I never tell them that <laughs> oh you <laughs> are fucked
6: up I have a question actually does yeah. that does the the F-bomb does it ever backfire
5: yeah when sometimes, if, if somebody is very religious and you drop the F bomb and you don't know they're religious and you haven't gotten to that part of the interview and you drop it, they look at you like, Who are, where did you come from? Like, shame on you, you know? And then you're kind of like, Oh, sorry about that. You know, yeah, oops, let me, I'll fuck that. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> let's talk about rock and roll instead for a moment because you guys don't have to resort to cursing.
3: Oh, no, I, think, I don't think there's a single someone asked me this uh, from a radio station. We have a uh, we have a song that, and uh, I don't know. To some ears, it sounds like I'm saying F word. Uh, I'm Sam, everybody. Uh, uh, you, you're gonna hear Jackie sounds like me, but uh, or that's me. I sound like him. I don't know how that works. Well, I can't tell which one that but, uh, was. Are you hearing <laughs> his voices? We're in stereo. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, what we, are you actually saying in the song?
6: Well, uh, uh, I'm not really sure, but uh, no, you're saying the, the line is "thought that technology thought solve I say "thought," and it sounds like he says "fuck the technology."
3: Ah, and and the thing is. Uh, 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 we had a, a friend of ours, a DJ, and, and we got the pies. Look, the pie man's here! <laughs>
1: Yay!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drew, come on in. Drew has bought a whole. How many? How many Hubix pies are in a yeah. box? You are currently uh, my best oh, friend. Oh, look at this! This is fantastic. The thing Drew is, Ramsey from Hubick's Pies. Ladies and
3: gentlemen, this here. show is about happiness, and this man just put the pie in happiness. This I should really. have brought some Valium.
5: <laughs>
0: Do you have, can you give us we'll no, some? I mean, come on and thanks for the though. pies. So for come on and pull <laughs> up a microphone. You have to sort of share this one with Sam. This is Sam Kraft. <laughs> Ale- Jack. Jack. Jack Kraft, sorry. Alexis Marceau. Hi. This is Sam. Hi. Nice to meet you. This is brother. I'm Grant. This is Nick Paycheck. This is Mitch Cry, our technical director. And you can put those little things in your ear if you'd like to hear what's going on. We have, a, we have a guy playing the piano, Mitch Foreman, in our studio. What flavor is that one?
7: Right? You may have them. They are lemon. They're all lemon. That was exactly what was coming off the machine when I walked out. So these yeah. are fresh pies. They, from in fact, they fresh are cubic spaghetti. Uh, uh, well, well, they're still warm. Oh my God, they're still warm, warm, still warm, warm, warm pies. I can't even.
6: I've never had a warm.
0: Oh my God. No, I've never had this one that hasn't been in flavor. Harry's Ace hardware for about three weeks. <laughs> Throw one over, Grant. Thanks, Okay. Oh my God, that's fantastic. So should we. Can we turn this down
4: a little Oh, it's too loud for
0: him. It's too loud. Which one is that? Uh, Wait till the band starts. <laughs> is
4: that one you?
0: Is that better for you, no, Drew? No, 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 that was the wrong one. Which one is it? Can you, figure that's, it? You, that's that's my. you guys are rock stars. Can't you figure it? I can't hear it. Oh yeah, I can. Are you okay now? Yeah. yeah. Drew, is that okay? Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. So you're just in time to hear the band play. Now we've got we've got pies all over the drum. Oh, I so we just add to
3: the acoustic. We well, were from. just
0: talking uh, about the song that says where you so
3: say the word thought. I say thought, and and and, and there was a question with uh, a DJ who DJ's in um, in Baton Rouge. Oh, well, and, that explains. And, and and we learned that the, uh, a song got pulled out of circulation in, in, in the station in Baton Rouge. Oh, they stopped and, playing uh, it because they thought you were saying Yeah, well. and so uh, a, a conscientious DJ sent me an email and asked what I'm saying in the song, and I tell them exactly what I'm saying and there's no, There are no f bombs in any uh, in the whole Glasgow repertoire. There's no. Glasgow doesn't
0: have to resort to, to cursing. We right. do
6: curse on stage, and it gets really inappropriate because our,
0: occasionally our parents come.
6: Yeah. Oh, that's
0: but, they, uh, they don't no. curse. Of course. But it's tasteful, you know. So you uh, have um, you, you guys have a cello. sure yeah. do. Yep. Jack's playing the cello. Sam, you're on guitar. Alexis, you have the drum here. And who's the missing? Fetal? Well, we, we have we have a bassist
3: and a drummer. Uh, the, uh, the the drummer is uh, is gallivanting about the North Shore, and the bassist is in Nicaragua. Uh, doing acupuncture or something, and um, okay. but he uh, he's that's from Nicaragua. But that's yeah. rock and roll. Yeah, okay, exactly. so what are you going to play for us? So this is a song from our. Um, this is an old one. We're going to play an old one, uh, and it's uh, it, it doesn't. It's not profane, but it's kind of creepy. So
0: it goes. <laughs> okay, Alaska live.
4: about me and mm. don't you
0: Nice indeed. Awesome. Glasgow. Awesome. Is the song called If I Find Out? It's
3: actually called Comfortable.
0: The song is actually called Comfortable. Yeah, yeah The word it, comfortable it, it, is not actually in the song.
3: Yeah, it is, but it's ironic. It's, it's, it, I- it's ironic. <laughs> is it, it's,
0: ironic. But it's a very a poignant song, given that you two are a couple. You did.
6: Oh, he he wrote it about a previous incarnation of Alexis.
0: <laughs> really, I like the I like the His fact mother. that you, the way you're looking at each other while you're singing that song. Though it's almost <laughs> like you it's almost like you mean it.
3: Uh yeah yeah well it, it's you know it's like a, a Fleetwood Mac kind of a thing. You know?
0: <laughs> well, sa- Not the bad Sam, if you found out Sam, if you found out Alexis had been sleeping around with your hunter down. Oh.
7: I'd, I'd certainly want
3: some answers. I'd, I'd get pretty litigious. I have to say. Litigious. To say.
7: What would happen Alexis to the? Had wrote and made sing it.
3: What
0: what would happen to the band? Well, terrible, terrible things. It would be pretty disastrous. Be a little awkward. Could,
4: yeah. Would you like Actually, your brother yeah.
5: sing it? Tour.
0: <laughs>
3: oh man, I'm not going to go there. That, that's that's I don't know what kind of Freud that is. But no. hey, Alexis,
0: pull your chair in here Back. so we can. We can hear you. I actually,
6: know a band um, where uh, it was a married couple. They actually broke up and stayed in the same band, and then the woman in the in the uh, in the relationship ended up dating another member of the band ending up marrying
1: him.
5: Was that the Mamas and the Papas?
0: Yeah. Is that anyone we know? Very
6: uh, perhaps. Let's just leave it at that.
0: Is it anybody we know in New Orleans? Like, for example, you might uh, Continental Drifters. No comment. Oh, I right. well, now we're gonna to have to guess.
6: But what's what's great about it though is they're all actually very close friends. Still they're to this very close. They're very close, and they're all wonderful and a lot, people. And a lot of good songs came out of it, so you know, win win. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great. There's <laughs> a whole albums about this, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. no, I think it it ended up actually very good for them because they're all really. Um, they're all really good people who really thought about it. About people.
0: And you, but you two are getting along fine, right, Sam? So I'm far, so good. Yeah. Everything's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Are you talking Sorry, about?
1: We look at each other in the eyes.
0: I see yeah. that you're looking at each other in the eyes while you're singing that song. Exactly. If you, if I find out you're fooling around on whatever it is, I'm going to hunt <laughs> yeah. you down. Is it sleeping around? Or what is the word? Sleeping. It's sleeping. Around. Sleeping around. Yeah. Was that about somebody really or?
3: I mean, I mean, I didn't really know when I was 16 I wrote that song, what, what that, all of that meant. What that meant, Are yeah. oh, you a
0: 16. Hey, Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for bringing all these pies. Can you get those headphones to work okay? Yeah,
7: they're fine. Drew you was could?
3: actually being a really good cello roadie during this last song. Yes, so, so thank so. you for holding
0: that little wire up there yeah. so that... Uh, Happy, happy to so bring, that Jack first, could, could first play. First you
6: bring me a Hubig pie,
7: my favorite flavor, warm, and then you wow. hold up my, my cord. Wow. Are you, you single, are my are you single Drew? No, I am happily married, two lovely little kids.
0: Oh, really? So, sorry about that, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was looking good there for a minute. <laughs> Drew, how did you get in the pie business?
7: Oh, I am a third generation in the pie business. My, uh, my grandfather came from Texas in the uh, 40s with an MBA that was kind of rare. And he was allowed to participate in the management of Hubigs with Simon Hubig. Simon Hubig was a master baker that had come over from Europe the, at the turn of the previous century and he had, effectively, he had franchises. What kind of name is Hubig? What part of Europe Simon is Hubig. Uh, he was Basque. He was... Oh, he's Basque. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, that's
0: unusual And you say European, you don't think of Basque normally. He was,
7: and I, I don't, I'm not so up to date yes. on the history of the Bosques, but I think they were... Germans that hated the Spanish, and they no, Spanish so the Bas- France." Basque is
0: between the France. France and Spain, isn't it? And they have—it's one of these—it's
7: a group of people that uh, that have a language that's not related to anything else. It was an area that was in dispute all the way up till um, almost World War Two, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, hang on, just a
7: gonna... I can move closer.
0: There we go. And so, Mr. Huber came from from Basque country to Texas. Correct.
7: That's and, a strange. Um, journey right there, isn't and it? And his first shop that he set up was uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He figured out one of the ways to make money was to sell baked goods to government installations. He set up outside of army bases and such. And uh, he was all over the United States before the Great Depression, um, an so interesting they, little bit of Americana. Yeah. One of his bakeries that failed as a bakery was purchased by Jack Ruby, and Jack Ruby was running... Um, mm go-go dancers and bootleg liquor and whatever Jack else. Jack Ruby was
0: the guy who shot Lee Harvey Oswald, who, of course, lived on Magazine Street. Correct. It all comes back in New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. So, so did Jack Ruby was a nightclub owner and correct. And had a nightclub in an old Hubick's Pie bakery. Yep. Yeah. So everything comes back to Hubick's Pies as well. The whole of American history turns <laughs> on Hubick's Pies. I've never seen a pie like a Hubik's Pie. For
7: people who are living outside New Orleans and haven't had the benefit of having one, how would you describe this thing? We call it a New Orleans style pie. Um, I can either try and describe it, or I could, you know, you can you can Google you can it and click on one. a picture tab. Yeah. K- do you, you send it. them around the country? To- we do. do you- we do. Um, we never did before Katrina. We, um, you know, we were kind of dinosaurs that run our little company, and and we never did e-commerce or anything like that. And when all of our customers were expatriated and, and right. displaced. You, you really couldn't. I don't know how big of a heart you have, but, you know, it, it was very difficult to tell I people to ask my day after day after day. We we cannot ship you pies. We don't do that. We're not set up for that. Um, were you saying that
0: people who, were, who had to leave the city because of Katrina, one of the things they missed was Hubik's pies?
7: Oh, absolutely. Um, we we were approached by uh, the, the Idea Village. I don't know if you're familiar with the Idea Village. Mm-hmm. Good group of guys. And they offered us a grant to do something new and different, entrepreneurial, that was the caveat for the grant. Right. And um, let me tell you what they don't teach you in business school. They don't teach you to tell the people who approach you with money, to tell them, no, thank you. We, we're not doing anything new and different. I mean, we had a business model. It worked. It worked for many generations. You make pies it's, and you sell them. Yeah, That's it's a not a complicated, really? you know, we, we buy raw material, do a value added service, do it, cook it, you know, sell it for a fair profit, employ local people, nonetheless. They they uh, counseled us that we should probably reconsider what we you know, our answer. <laughs> and We <laughs> took the money and we um, it was free money. We built a website and we set up a storefront, and we engaged in e commerce in December of '05. That was yeah. the very first money that we made. After Katrina, you could buy a T-shirt that said "Hubig's" for Christmas. And this was the idea present. villages. The idea, idea. Village. correct? So that was what we did. That was entrepreneurial. And when we started to make pies again, now you can buy pies online. And we, uh, we very much want to pay it forward. We, when we made as much money as they gave us, we sponsored another grant forward once we got back in business. So, wow! So you're making some money out of selling pies yeah.
0: online.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's it's definitely a New, a new Orleans staple. I mean, um, it's. It's featured in uh, the first episode of Treme.
7: Actually, That's it was. Right. I appreciate you noticing, but it was also <laughs> featured in the most recent episode of Tremay. A lot oh, of people yeah. didn't notice. We
0: just watched
2: that well, because
6: we were ju-
7: Susan
2: we were just Castle yeah, Sam
0: and Jack. Cool. Oh, yeah. Nice. No, were, were you guys right. on Treme? Good. Awesome. Yes. The yes. yeah. last episode. You were in it. The last with, episode.
6: With Susan Castle
0: man. Brian, nice.
6: gotcha. how did you yeah.
0: enjoy being on TV? That
6: was awesome.
3: Oh, it was awesome. Uh, We've done movies, and uh, we far preferred TV because it's like... It was awesome. It was fast-paced. We got to be ourselves on stage and just play music. You didn't have to wear, wear anything fancy. You, know? you didn't have to get dressed up and we, just was, wear your own T-shirt? Yeah, it, was, it had to be 2007, though. We had to make sure we ah, weren't wearing any Saints, Super Bowl <laughs> clothes. Yeah. That, right. That was one condition. It had to take place in 2007. The yeah,
6: thing so is, I've been wearing the same shirt since 2007. So yeah, so it, didn't, it wasn't any difference for us. So no like, it, suits. But
2: yeah, for us, like, to see, I mean, we grew up with this logo, you know, and, and see it on the a fat TV show man. and... Well, it, it's in, right. so neat. You guys remember Mrs. Uh,
5: Pussycat? We, that uh, that Christmas out. isn't the Hugh Big Pie part of the Christmas uh, episode, and that, uh, that's not paper mache but it's like a felt uh, puppet show. No? In- I in- you oh, you dear. Sure? Now it's awful. Everyone's See, got that like blank s- look on their face. It's you know, hard it's, to say because I'm like six years who's old. It, who's so that, that rock star? Or, no, he's, uh, he, he plays organ and... Uh, it's he, he's like a DJ Quintron Quintron and Miss Pussy Pussycat Cat. she made a, um, a thing and I think yes yeah, yes yes right he makes a centerpiece of like the, how you destroy the monster is yeah. throw like pies at it or something <laughs> hey, I let's, remember let's she... come back and talk yeah, about so, the
0: relationship yeah. between happiness and eating in just Ooh. a moment but first before we do that let's go to Mitch Foreman in our studio and hey, take a listen to what are we going to hear Mitch
4: hold on one second
0: hold on what are you doing
4: I was just looking at my glasses. I was looking down at this mess of cables that I have here.
0: Are you fixing the studio up while we think we weren't going to come back to you?
4: And my glasses just fell off, but now I've got
0: them. Oh, okay. So what? Do you have to wear glasses to play? Uh, Stevie I've, Wonder? No, you know what? Henry Butler? i feel Henry Butler. For
4: so long, I feel uncomfortable without them. But I don't okay. need to wear them. Could
0: you, could you still play if you went blind? Yes. Okay, so let's try it. All
4: right, I'll, t- I'll keep them off and play. This okay. is a song... I guess it has to do with happiness it's called the song is you okay is it yours Old song by no it's not mine it's by jerome kern and oscar hammerstein
0: okay Old. rich foreman there you go The song is you, Mitch Foreman. Thank you. Very nice. Back in our studios. Did you do that with your eyes closed, really, or were you just cheating? Uh,
4: You know, I was looking. I was looking. Okay. Well, beautiful. Well
0: played, indeed. Hey, listen, we were going to talk about, when we came back, uh, the relationship between food and happiness.
5: Nick Paycheck, our psychiatrist. So uh, it's pretty interesting. You know, uh, think about smoking uh, cigarettes, not weed. Um, people, what's the difference between cigarettes and weed as it comes to actually smoking? Well, the, if, the action, um, you the know, cult- culturally, people <laughs> smoke uh, after dinner and, like, after sex. You know, you see it in movies and stuff. So what's going on there is when you're eating, you increase dopamine in your brain, which also increases when you use drugs, uh, you know, extremely with, like, cocaine and, you know, other things. Uh, but um, Do you have to do that as part of your training to, to know what that feels like? Uh, no. Okay, but I did watch a lot of Big Lebowski when I was in college, (laughs) uh, which is the best movie. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I I, jeez. Um, but the take-home point would be yeah. that when you're uh, when you're eating food, it's it's you do feel better and it stimulates different you mean, it's actually chemistry. Chemically, you feel better. Your brain yeah. releases dopamine. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And certain foods, I think, like um, you know, if you hung if you're hungover, you can eat like greasy food. And there's some theories that like there's a reason to that you do that. You know, for increasing uh, dopamine or serotonin. And uh, but is smoke
0: yeah. is eating and smoking and sex do the same thing? All of them. Uh, yeah, saying? there's
5: a reward system in your brain um, that uh, called the nucleus accumbens. It's just some fancy word for uh, the pleasure center that um, is the reason why we do things. And what happens in drug use is that it, it uh, you know, harnesses that reward system and it overuses it. And so you stop doing things like eating and, so let
0: know, me So let me just stop you for one second. The reason that we do things, you said, what is the reason that we do things?
5: Well, I mean, that's uh, there can be all kinds of reasons for altruistic reasons. Well, what, what, you know,
0: when you said that, were you thinking we do things that make us happy? Uh, is that, yeah,
5: absolutely. Is that uh, yeah, is yeah. that
0: our prime motivation, all of us, that we do things we want to be happy?
5: Um, I mean, that's a that's a tough question because there's people out there who are miserable, who you know are are who sole purpose is to be hurt other people because they're hurting or. But you know, well, that the, makes them happy, supposedly. Yeah, and you can think of a sociopath, somebody who has no empathy, who will make themselves se- happy to to the nth degree without feeling for other people. So they'll do whatever they want. But I think you were asking about food. The other things related to food too. is Spending time with friends, you know, um, there's like sugar and foods too can make you feel good, give you more energy at times. You know what I mean? There's the cultural yeah. aspects of eating.
7: What What
0: is the yeah. What are people's what do people mostly do to make themselves happy? What's the? I mean, w- we all eat so much, and we, especially in New Orleans, we make such a big deal about eating. We make such a big
5: deal about drinking. Yeah, the whole joke that you know people talk about what they're going to eat during dinner, like yeah. the, for their next meal. Yeah. Well, I
0: talk about when I first moved here. I was shocked how many people asked me where I went shopping, where I bought groceries. Mm-hmm. Now I do the same
5: thing. Right. But
0: why? Why? Why are we so obsessed with that? Is that?
5: You know, I think New Orleans is a place where you can exist in enjoy yourself and that uh, you know people are valued for where they find their enjoyment here whereas if you go to dc it's where do you get your power and well okay. if you go to new york it's about money well that's a big you know?
0: question then yeah. are we happier in new orleans because we're absolutely surrounded by- absolutely yeah. <laughs> is that true though so you have you, as a psychiatrist you would say
1: you are well it's been a rough were- few years <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> but uh i'm i'm definitely I, I used to live in chicago and um you know, once it turned November and I couldn't run outside anymore, and it got dark at three thirty p.m. or whatever it gets dark. You know, I was like, I can't live here. And I and I grew up outside Chicago, so here, I mean, I'm enormously happy in New Orleans, and I I feel other people get caught up in the rat race sometimes and stay places they maybe don't want to stay. But I'm you know I'm affected by the weather, so I may be different than other folks. So if
0: it, it makes us happier if we're literally just. If we get these rewards, these physical rewards, which are supposedly transitory and, 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 and pointless, like money and uh, drinking and everything else. Yeah, I think so. so I think we do. they're not so, sustainable. So
5: true happiness doesn't come from inside and all that crap at all? Uh, you mean, uh, no, I think it does come from inside. You know, I think if you live authentically with how you feel inside is congruent with what you do in life, then you can be happy. What does that mean? Because I'd like to do that. It's like um, whatever speaks to you. You know, if some... if if. Um, if you like crunching numbers and you like, uh, you know, organizing and helping people, you know, with math and you're good at math, then you, you might, that might speak to you. For me, it's, I, I like affecting change in someone's life and helping them out at an important time. And that, you know, it took a long time to figure that out, though. And, but you know, like music. Uh, I love music, but I know I play for myself. And, and, like, I'm listening to you guys play. I'm thinking how beautiful your voices are and how, like, uh, adept you are at playing. You know, I'm listening to cello. Um, and that's amazing, you know, and like I get pleasure from that. Just in, so yeah, and we you know, in turn yeah.
2: get pleasure from from playing the music, of course. Do you get and, pleasure uh, from playing the music, or from the
0: or from the oh, yeah. satisfaction it brings to other people?
3: No, it, it is uh, a, both. It, yeah, it's both. It is a high, like you're talking about, is a sort of a rush, yeah. uh, and it keeps us coming back to it. Um, and it's it's yeah, it's not it's not necessarily about there. There's a separate a rush of adrenaline when you're in front of an audience and you're doing well. But uh, but there is just the Russian itself. I mean, even if one of us was alone, you know, or in the shower or whatever, you know, and and we're I guess into
0: what we're doing.
3: There's like a there's definitely a, a buzz that you get from that that'll keep you coming back to it. What, what do you mean if you're
0: alone I mean, in the shower, there's a buzz from Well,
2: that. no, <laughs> you know, if uh, I mean, I write Doctor. I write in the shower yeah. sometimes. Do you? Yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. well, none of this. But writing in general, I think you mean, you know, like... Yeah, when you're... When it, you're
6: well, even
3: even uh, even when it's not communal, it's still... I mean, that's just proof that it's like the lowest common denominator playing music will, um, uh, gives you a little lift that, uh,
6: that makes it... In its own way, addictive. Yeah.
0: But that's because well, even, you you can't say. Was well, so, I? I Jack, mean,
6: e- even when you're. I mean, you know, they they say I like a lot a lot of um, a lot of the great musicians are bipolar. We go we go. You know, people mm-hmm. tend to go through these phases of in, of intense. Like you you need to do something. You get so much, you get this extreme you know dopamine reaction from from doing this thing that is your art. And I mean, it it, it gets really down to very small things sometimes. Like I get just a you know the cello is a. You know, deep instrument, right? And I get a lot of just very basic, guttural, I guess, pleasure and enjoyment from just the vibration of the cello. So I'll sit there and just play low notes for 15
0: minutes. Okay, well, that's a mental problem, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, every little thing really? about it. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I, I feel you on that. He shouldn't be yeah. worried about that. If he just sits there alone I in think a room that, with a cello I think the playing problem, low problem the problem with trying to suit,
5: the suit thing maybe more. The one but, thing, if you're, a, <laughs> if
0: you're a woman, I would think that might be cool. But, well, <laughs> frankly, a little concerned about that. No, How that's like Buddhism. It's the the Give us an example of the, of the low note sitting by yourself it's in a room. Okay, right. right now. So it's, this is what I sit
6: and just do at home. This is where Drew
0: holds a wire for you, thank you could do that?
2: If, if I could do that.
0: It doesn't look that hard, does it? <laughs> well, you just hold the thing and drag it across the string. Sometimes uh, I
2: pretend I'm the cello player. And have you tried it, Alexis? someone walks in. Yeah,
3: air cello. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's, I've, I've it's tried a both. You guitar- a
2: violinist, and I've tried both.
0: It's very different. Well, the violin is, is a whole different thing. How did you start playing the cello?
6: Oh, I've, I've, I've played for 17 years now.
0: So you started in school? Yeah,
6: I started as a as a nine year old, and um, it's uh, you know I was too small for the bass, and I'm, I'm still really small. Still but, too small
0: for the bass. <laughs> I'm still too small too for a man yeah. suit.
6: But um, no, the uh, yeah, and I, I didn't actually grow an appreciation to it for it until um, you know my parents always said you know it's time to. You know, you need to do this because you're going to meet women. You know, it was the promise of pleasure in the future. <laughs> your parents, can we high five?
2: I don't think I don't think your parents. I said was there, that. They did.
6: Is you know? that
0: true? It
3: like that. Well, it was you're the older. Are you the younger brother? Or I'm the older? younger brother and I will okay, so my version of the story. So our parents met in the Tulane band. Okay, so it's like geek meets geek. You know, and they fall in love and make a bunch of geek children, <laughs> my, and my, and that's what happened. My father <laughs> so always I said you need to
6: play cello to meet girls. And okay, I cannot lie. Like I'm a short. Shrimpy, slight guy. Without, you. He looks good, like good enough,
5: Buckley. Though he was, he was awesome. Yeah. I, I, but, I, you're a good enough you, looking guy, isn't he? Caroline,
0: how old are you? Sixteen. How is uh, he good she, looking? This guy or what?
6: Yeah,
2: yeah
0: she's <laughs> flushing. Yes, yeah, so. well, I got to say.
6: Well, they see the cello. The thing is, the chicks dig the cello. Do they? That's the cello is more attractive than the man himself. So you know, I, I saw Alyssa Weilerstein when I was maybe sixteen or seventeen. Hmm. All right. And um, she's a, a fantastic cello. She was 20 at the time. She's a couple years older than me. And um, she's a pretty normal looking girl. She's cute. She's cute. But when I saw her play the cello, she was the most attractive woman I'd ever seen in my life.
5: Well, I can tell you a little bit about that. Oh, please do. So with attractiveness and stuff, um, you know, guys playing guitars, uh, it's confidence. And, uh, you know, that's. That's intoxicating. So, with you playing the cello and being like confident doing it, your body language, um, yeah. you're not like all like, you know, nervous doing it, you know. I know we're on a show and stuff, but um, that, and, you know, and, and it's people, and w- women and men can get turned off by someone being, you know, too wimpy in a relationship to where you meet them and then they're not confident anymore because they become clingy. So, if you keep on doing what you're doing, you know. So, confidence is what attracts the opposite sex or the same sex if you're gay. Uh, par- partially. That's the psychological part of it, I think. I mean, there's the biological, like, being attracted but, to a certain shape But if you, or you size. project
0: confidence, even if you don't feel
5: confident, yeah. you're mm-hmm. going to get what you want. Right, but that's hard to do because a lot of times you can be acting, like, saying confident things, but your body language. Like, even now, my shoulder's a little bit, like, you know, up where I'm not as relaxed. But you have to learn to know? read that then because yeah. uh, we all look
0: pretty confident and relaxed yeah. here, don't we?
6: Of course, some yeah. of us have had a couple of mojitos. <laughs> <laughs> <So> that's
2: interesting—the <laughs> the so confidence troublem- thing. Yeah. Because um, you know, when I was when I started out playing music, and I'd have a crush on somebody or whatever, but they wouldn't really give me the time of day. And then they'd go see a show, and then it was totally different. That would make me really oh, yeah. angry. And 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 so sometimes I would before it, if I would meet someone, I would just kind of be like, "Yeah, I'm a musician." But if they hadn't heard me yet, I would see if they would like, comp- you know like me for who i am first you know and and that it's it's true it's just it, it it's um if you see i guess for a musician if you see us on stage we are confident in what we're doing um and and it, it's a totally different person up there and then when you get off the stage and you're still your your self and but you have that that person has that also that side of you in their back in the back of their head too and and but does the confidence
0: would, sorry go does the confidence continue off stage for you do you you take it with you to the rest of your life, you know that I can do something with For really. the
2: most part, but you know, I mean, I'm a girl, so I'm mm. self conscious about things, but um, it, I mean, not that guys aren't, but um, you know, I, it definitely makes me uh, more confident to be uh, comfortable in what I do for a living. And you know, I know
0: that people think that you're great, that must make you feel. It, yeah, it makes you,
2: I, it amps up the confidence for sure. If you had but. to play a
0: song right now, what would it be?
2: Oh, uh, something off my new album, of course. Let's have a listen to it. Shall <laughs> So we do a Glasgow okay. song, or yeah, we'll do a Glasgow we can, song. We can, a, we can do a new Glasgow song. Yeah,
1: white girl. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: okay. Well, this is a song. Speaking of happiness, this is a song about uh, trying to find happiness, and uh, uh, we all try to find happiness in different things. And uh, this is from our. Uh, we've been for a long time, and still working on a rock opera called 1986. And uh, it's about things that happened that year, and there was a big uh, stink and an embargo on the uh, importation of ivory in that year. And this is a song about uh, one of our uh, tyrannical figures in the, uh, in the rock opera that's uh, lamenting this issue. And, uh, and I, I don't know, I'm giving you too much information, so here, here it goes. And um, we haven't done this one in a while, so we're all going to be making some <laughs> eye contact. There we go. We cannot do this blind, so... Uh, we're all wearing glasses. <laughs> all right, one, two, good.
4: Yeah. All the little people go to sleep at night, looking for some respite from the daily grind. How about a Sunday? Shouldn't kill the castle of Spain, all the worries and shame, the courage of turning white gold. I'll be asleep on my ivory throne. You know, I know. i
0: Now, how's the rock opera
3: going? Uh, it's going well. We're um, we're uh, in the middle of recording it, so uh, it's really happening step now. Step by step. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a long process. I mean, we're we're being really careful and taking our time, and we don't want to rush it along. So
2: yeah, and we, we uh, have an EP of of five Song. yeah five, five of the songs, of the songs from, from it, it um, and we're you know recording and writing them gradually.
6: But uh, you, can find, you can actually find them, uh, Get download our free EP at glasgoband.net.
0: Glasgoband.net. We'll have a link to that on our site as well. Oh, awesome. So, um, Alexis, how is your record going? Orange Moon came out in April, didn't yeah. it, this year? Yes. And how is it going?
2: Wonderful. Um, we're having a blast uh, doing all the promo for it. And um, we, um, we are... I'm blanking. Sorry, um, we have a publicist now, and we, we're we're doing that whole shebang.
1: And so
0: people are buying it, is the main thing. Yes, yeah, and
3: people are buying it, and, and uh, I'm gonna step in as Alexis's personal manager. <laughs>
0: and uh, you are not, That right? we did. Uh, we is
3: it?
2: Yeah, right now. Yeah, we're kind of a team. Yeah, we're a team.
3: But uh, but we. Uh, she did the, the the April release was a New Orleans only release.
2: Yeah, so we're so coming it's upon a national release. Right, uh, the, the national release will be you know where you can get it on iTunes and whatnot. Um, that's April twenty sixth, and um, April twenty sixth. I mean, I'm August. sorry, August.
0: August twenty sixth. The
2: a month, you know. Yeah. I don't know. But um, they're all confused. <laughs> and we we're gonna have a show that night just to kind of promote it, you know, hey you can get it on iTunes today kind of thing and that, that's at Always Lounge and um that's a really cool venue in St. Claude in New Orleans. Um Okay. But um yeah, we're having we're having a blast doing this whole uh you know, it's always fun when you have an, something new out I mean we we did it for the E P and now we're doing it for this album and um it's just—it's really—it's fun to to promote it and uh, and get people it's to. to a, it's to a great hear it, album, yeah?
0: Orange Moon. It's a really great album.
2: Yeah,
5: it's we really perfect. love it. At can I ask place. a question about their writing process? Yes, yes uh, you can, Nicholas. You, kn- you know, you guys know. I watch Better Than Ezra, and they always break down the art of a rock song, like the high high, the low low, the breakdown, and then the rise up again. Yeah. When you guys are writing, do you think do you incorporate that or? or how how do you write? At least
6: subconsciously. Yeah. Well, the deal is um, a lot, like I know Sam and I specifically, we're we're classically trained, and Mm -hmm. so we are trained, you know, we have degrees in in music, mine in cello and him in violin. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't hear him playing fiddle right here, but he was actually nominated for a best, uh, for an an offbeat award for best violinist this year. (laughs) That's fantastic. Very good. um, He's very good, but, we think of things um, in sort of terms like that. Actually, um, mm-hmm. in a way, I mean, the music to a certain extent is a pleasurable art. But we have learned; we spent a lot of years learning how to take apart music and find out what is it. There's, the, there's, you know, we learn the science of making something pleasurable, making a song like really work.
3: Yeah, there's a, there's a theory, there's a music theory in songs as well, you know, and and uh, and you can you can diagram a song like you can diagram a sentence, mm-hmm. and so, uh, you know there's a lot of cookie cutter music out there because there's there's an archetype there's a uh, there's a template for the pop song mm-hmm. uh, at least in contemporary mm-hmm. terms is you have your verse chorus verse chorus bridge, bridge. chorus but I've you know, got a like, question
0: about creativity can you want to finish that thought for a minute the, No that's all I'm okay. saying
3: and it, it, but it's like you're saying about the about the highs the lows and the, and the, and the Breakdown and, and the so it's intentional, oh, It's very intentional. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like this winning formula. It's been work. It's been working for so many years that just it's not going to stop. Right. Yeah. You know? Kevin Griffin is is an
6: excellent songwriter. Oh, yeah. and he spends from better than Ezra. You know, better from better than Ezra. And uh, we work we work with you know with his buddies a lot. And he he's he's the type of guy that knows how to craft a song. He really knows what he's talking about when yeah. he's saying these things because. I mean, the guy's had so many hits, he doesn't know what to do with them. You know, they yeah. they oh, yeah. they keep they have enough awards, they keep something in their bathroom. Wow! Um, wow.
0: Well, what's in a
7: Hubig's pie? Yeah, love, <laughs> tenderness. <laughs> <laughs> because that's sort of like creating
0: a song, is you know, with its verse, chorus, verse, breakdown.
7: How do you know what goes?
0: I was trying to read the uh, the contents here, you, but you move the flap. We put that under yeah, the flap. Yeah, I, I for see a it's reason. under the <laughs> flap, so you can't see. Does, does it have? I mean, people are really conscious about what they put in their bodies now.
7: Um, well, there's no trans fats in it. Is that good? The crackling is. is everybody reading, yeah, everyone's the, reading the label <laughs> the on the Hubix Pie wrapper. There, there is uh, a lot of real fruit. We don't buy anything out of a can. It has real
0: lemons it. in my lemon Hubix Pie right here.
7: Lemon, lemon oil, lemon zest. No, um, high carpines. fructose corn syrup. Um, there is or there isn't? one.
0: This one I can't find. There's no high-fructose corn syrup in
7: it. Uh, it depends on which one you're looking at, but there is some high-fructose corn sweetener in the icing. the no, icing. Yeah. Oh. Okay. But but what's what's inside the pie, basically? It's Again, it's not terribly complicated. It's fruit, sugar. We cook it up. We it's real it
0: sugar. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Actual real. So this is pretty healthy, this thing. <laughs> I, I don't who, know who how came firm up with the ingredient. ingredient? Who, 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 who is this?
2: It? Is as healthy as a pastry can get? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay,
7: it is about as healthy. Sometimes as a I wonder,
0: can you see, get, because right. I buy these things at Harry's Ace Hardware. Mm-hmm. I need to get some sort of <laughs> <At> consideration <laughs> out of which them for is the is mention. which is a
7: remarkably good account for us? Really? People who That's you know, you would think that the a grocery store,
0: it's a hardware store, I'm buying my pies at, and I wonder how long it's been sitting there.
3: These people working on houses need their cards,
7: you know. There is an expiration date on the back. They're coded for. Well, who can read that? It's only a week. It's, it's about
1: as big Oh, as that number there, that giant you know, number. <laughs> you, know, you know what makes... <laughs> oh, the, that's the
5: date. Uh, what makes the Hubix uh-huh. pie, and it's probably like a big it's Lebowski comment, it. is the uh, the lemon stamp with the price. Like, that That gets my attention every yeah. time. It's like, what, it? what kind of pie is this right here? <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, yeah, that. It's, yeah. a, it's so mom and pop
2: Absolutely. kind of thing. Well, and, and that's what's the best
0: it's only thing. a dollar and nine cents, by the way. Oh, no, and yes. it's really, it's a meal.
7: It, it is oh, yeah. uh, two It's a lot of uh, it's a lot of grams or ounces for your dollar and nine cent compared yeah. to what else is out there. I'll tell we, you that. We,
6: right I, Sam and I, me and Sam and Alexis, we go on the road a lot, and we see imitations. We see, you know,
7: oh, I think Postis has
6: t- something, but we everywhere we go, we see an imitation, and you know, occasionally I'll say, "Well, let me try this. Maybe it'll." Maybe it'll be okay, and it is never okay. Nothing well, compares to not
0: a Ubix a pie, pie anywhere across America. I Nothing.
7: appreciate that; I really do. Yeah, you know, we're talking about same, happiness this, earlier, oh, yeah. and yep. and um, oddly, our sales go up fairly strongly when there is a named storm developing in the Gulf. When people oh, yeah. run to <laughs> yeah. the grocery store or the hardware store, That's in your case, do. or whatever the case may be, they are. We do very well when people are. Getting ready for the storm, and it's a, and, you know, it's rather a foolish thing to buy when you're getting ready to lose power. Or get fl- a, a fried glazed pastry item is not survival <laughs> food, but it's comfort food, and it brings happiness Absolutely. to people.
5: No, um, so we're so you're we're, hoping
0: for a couple of good hurricanes this year.
7: Well,
5: <laughs> <laughs> just to, we'll keep the bottom line up. <laughs> what about Mardi Gras? Oh, yeah. Do the prices or sales go up uh, during Mardi Gras?
7: No, we do not compete so well against uh, the king cakes. Oh. When they first come uh, out, yeah, um, we actually tried our own version of a king cake this year. It it wasn't bad. There's a lot of room for improvement. We're gonna um, we're gonna do better
5: next year. But um, you know, the king cake with the uh, the, the cream cheese filling, they got to make more of those. You know uh, what I mean? I hate the plain ones. It's like... You okay. got hooked on the... Yeah. What's so, the point? Do you
0: sit around trying to come up with a bit of pie at Hubig's?
7: No. Just like we <laughs> told the idea Matter of fact, we I spend a fair amount of time my day telling people, I'm sorry, you're not my clientele. We have a lot of people that want the, can't you make me a diabetic-friendly pie? Can't you make me a... Uh, no calorie pie or whatever the case may be you're like
0: no F you yeah
7: well, well I don't say that I, we might we might make it you can make
0: people feel relaxed by time to fuck off let, by the way that's what the psychiatrist right. told let, us let me, let me tell Rock you what wrapper
7: let me tell you what rapper it's not going to be in if we make that And it, we might make it we might make you a little styrofoam hockey puck but it's not going to be wrapped <laughs> up in the uh, the hubic we're not messing with the formula we're of not Hubik messing price. with that formula
0: alright very good we've reached the end of our show here today you guys Thank you so much for joining us. Thank it's you. been a really interesting Happy Hour Thank talking about the pursuit me. of happiness. I Thanks feel better. Do you guys us. feel better?
6: I feel better. I feel more
7: awesome.
5: Do you
0: think no, it's the alcohol or is the pie? This like pies a massage the for the soul.
5: No, this is. This is. I think it's. Doctor Ken talking makes us feel better. I think it's uh, pre-pie elevation. Okay. That's what
0: it is. It's dopamine.
6: It's the pie. anticipation of dopamine. I had the pie now. I won't shut
5: up.
0: All right. Thank you very <laughs> much for joining us. It's been a great Happy Hour. Our guests have been Dr. Nick Paycheck. Drew Ramsey from Hubig's Pies and the band known as Glasgow collectively and individually Alexis Musso, Sam Craft and Jack Craft. The producers of our show have been Melinda Hawes and Trish Kaufman. Our executive producer is Tanya Castellanos and our consultant producer is Ali Duffy. Mitch Cryer is our technical director and Christian Unruh is our musical director. Our web designer and our link to the real world out there is Cliff Brigden. Our theme was written and is being played right now by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on the show, if you can stay upright for about an hour, speak English, and stay sober until almost the end, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Columns Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue in Uptown New Orleans. The Columns Hotel, a great place to come and have a drink with us or your own friends anytime, or a great place to come stay. If you're coming to New Orleans, check out our other Happy Hour shows on our website, it's neworleans.com, and also our other shows, Psych Wood. Until next time on Happy Hour, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris. <clears throat>